What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hotty toddy, Ole Miss fans, and welcome to the Brad and Chad Show, an Ole Miss Network production. This is the show by and for Ole Miss fans, where you'll get expert insight and analysis on Ole Miss athletics. And now, here are your hosts, former Rebels Chad Flowers and retired NFL star Brad Sowell. Brad and Chad Show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Recording on March 13th, March Madness is upon us. The uh, the women's basketball team head to the big dance. Obviously, the men are starting up. Uh, We've got some big Ole Miss basketball news to talk about. Baseball's about to start conference play. whole much going on. Bradley, how are you on this Monday, man? Good, man. All I can think about is is just doing a run and jump onto Grandma's bed behind you, yeah. and like seeing if seeing if like I could completely collapse it. Because back when I was a kid, you know, I was a fat little kid, and like you don't, yeah, like we didn't have like heavy duty beds, so like that was my mom's biggest thing. Dude, you go run and jump on one of my beds growing up, that thing's fucking flatlined. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm actually in Mississippi right now. Uh, me and my buddies, we had a big fantasy baseball draft this past week, and I'm the commissioner. So 16 of us got together, drank, had a good time, and you flew uh, all the way to Mississippi for a fantasy baseball draft. We've been we've, been, we've hit we've been in this league for over 20 years, um, and yeah, every year, even since I've been out in Sacramento, every, I'm the commissioner, right? So I got to make that presence, right? I'm the the voice of reason in this whole thing. So yeah, we come out, we do a big auction draft at the Blue Delta factory, Blue Delta Jeans. Thank you for uh, for allowing us to do it in your factory there. But yeah, uh, I, I fly in every year, and uh, yeah, it's a hell of a time. It's one of the best days of the year. You are what's wrong with sports. With, with oh, so- <laughs> I have never, I have never Dude, said anything to a player you know, via social media. You know my thought on fantasy. There has been multiple times where we have lost a big game, and I'm walking off the field, and some just guys hanging <laughs> over the ledge screaming, "Tariq Cohen, you freaking suck! You cost me my fantasy game!" And like that's the last thing that players give two shits about is your fantasy league so more than respectful we're more than respectful over here man i've never said anything on social media now granted i've said plenty behind their back but they don't give a shit about me so it doesn't matter oh, but man. yeah you know it's just uh it's a way to make it fun right then there's money involved right it's just like gambling so hell it's yeah. uh, have a good time with it well, my, fa- my favorite of the people used to hit you up, man. Like, okay, what do you think? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I play O line. I don't know. I don't even know who's getting the ball this week. Like, I have no clue. I'm blocking the hardest guy. I, don't, I have no freaking clue who's 
who's getting fantasy points or how that works, dude. So um, find someone else, not me. Yeah, it's just a way to kind of be in, feel like you're involved, kind of have that GM hat on, that type of thing, make trades, all those things. Yeah, I mean, it's nerdy for a lot of people. But like I said, it's something that we've enjoyed doing for years, and uh, we had a hell of a time the other night. So what it was, is it, baseball? Is it baseball? Yeah, fantasy, fantasy baseball, yeah. So how does six, that, I mean, how does that work? You can just – do you get to draft like a lineup, a full lineup? and uh, Yeah, you draft a full team, and it's uh, – we do it with – you know, there's so many different variations, but we do it with daily transactions. So every day we set our lineup. If there's a guy playing uh, or if there's a matchup we like better, we put him in. Uh, we play head-to-head. So each week we play a different person. So there's a good shit-talking component to it. Hey, I got you this week. We're going to try to knock you off. Uh, you know, most home runs, most RBIs, stolen bases, all that. Then you uh, play somebody else the next week. Yeah, so that's how it goes. Got you. Wow, that's that is intense. I guess I guess I'm I'm to the point now where I could look into some fantasy or some or some gambling. Yeah, you're not doing anything else. <laughs> Just softball, you know. Can <laughs> right. I bet? Can I bet on ten year old softball teams? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. I'm sure there. I'm sure you could find some people that would gamble with you on that. Um, but uh, you know, obviously the big news. Uh, you know, this morning it's been announced. I haven't seen terms of a contract yet, but. Hey, Chris Beard is the new head coach of the Ole Miss men's basketball team. And, you know, we've talked about this for a couple weeks now. If we're just talking from a basketball perspective, you could not ask for a bigger home run. Hell, it's a grand, it's a walk-off grand slam if we're talking about what it does for the program yeah. in terms of getting someone with, you know, he's got a resume, right? And that's something that you can't really say about previous coaches. Yeah, you know, I've had some guys that have done well at some mid-major schools, but Chris Beard's done it in the Big 12, which is arguably the best conference in the country. And now he's coming to Oxford. Yes, there's some warts with the whole situation, but he's coming whether you like it or not. And you've got to think that Ole Miss is going to be able to at least build something that can take them back to the tournament here in just a matter of a couple of years. Yeah, well, here's the thing, man. Like, obviously, we had the incident happen. It was, you know, it was handled privately, publicly, whatever you want to call it. It's a fresh start for them, right? Hey, I'm sure that that, that there was a full vetting process, knowing Keith and them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they, they looked the man in the eyes. And, hey, it's a fresh start, right? If he comes into Ole Miss, has a clean slate, does well, wins, you know, doesn't have any issues. Like, dude, it's it's a great hire. He's a great basketball coach. He won at Texas Tech. He's won everywhere he's been. And, um, yeah, I want to see where you stand on this, too. I know a lot of the players have been entering the portal, some of our main players. And my stance on that is this. I don't care, right? Like, right. like I don't care if we lose any of these guys that we just went 12 and 21 with. Like, like this, yep. coach, this coach is hopefully bringing in a totally different style of player and going to get his own players, right? This first year or two, first year or two I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Basketball maybe turns around quicker because mm-hmm. it's not as many players. But, like, dude, all, if, they, if they all go, go. You know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. I do not care about the players that are currently leaving. People are freaking out about – I don't. I think he's going to bring in much, much higher quality players. Yeah, you know, um, anytime you have talent, you want to keep talent, right? Because that's something that's not hard, not easy to come by. Because, uh, you know, for all of Kermit's criticisms, he did bring talent. Now, he obviously, he didn't get everything that we want out of that talent on the court. So you do want to keep as many players that you think are going to be helpful. But I'm kind of with you. In the day and age of the transfer portal, especially for rosters that are much small like they are in basketball, you got to think that Chris Beard's going to be able to get – 
some pretty good talent in just based off of his pedigree. Hell, he's got relationships. We don't even know what type of assistant coaches he's going to be bringing in. So I'm kind of with you right there. You know, it's not like we have to replace a 53-man roster, however many players you get in football. It's, you know, 12, 13, 14 players. Obviously, you don't want to have to do that every year. But for a situation like this, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't think it's going to be that huge of a deal if all of them leave. Maybe some of them stay, like your Morrell, who's been mentioning to, to go to Memphis. Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I think that he's going to be able to kind of cherry pick. Hell, he may be able to get some players from Texas, right? Since he recruited them to Texas. Yep. Um, and obviously he's not there now. And who knows what type of op- uh, assistant coaches he may bring from Texas. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of relationships he's able to lean on in this situation. From all I can tell, the previous coaches he's worked with still think highly of him, and they're still going to be rumored wow. to coming to Oxford too. So um, yeah, I don't really think that it's going to be a huge deal in terms of bringing that type of talent back into well, I, I also wonder, too, so if you, if you look at Ole Miss in general, we've never really, I mean, other than the, the pavilion, um, you know, really never invested heavily in basketball. I wonder, I would love to know what the discussions were like between Carter and Beard of like, hey, are we going to actually, you know, are we going to actually figure out a way to get some real NIL money? If you want to build it, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, he's a great coach, but like, if we don't invest a little bit into into some NIL and basketball, which I'm hoping this sparks some new, hey, sure. like, I mean, like if I if I had it and, and I saw Chris Beer getting hired, sure enough, I would I would be I would be supporting that, you know what I mean? And it's nothing against Kermit. I love Kermit. Kermit's a great guy, but you know, a whole new fresh coach. You've seen what he's done before. It's a whole new excitement. So I, if I had to guess, now there's somebody or something you know behind some NIL for basketball as well that could pick up, and this could create the spark that we need to to really turn the basketball program around for us. I would argue he doesn't come if that commitment wasn't there. I agree. Because, because let's be honest, right? Everybody's looking at Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss as like, oh, wow, y'all don't really give a shit. You'll take anybody. And, okay, that can you can make that argument. But guess what? There would be plenty of other power schools that would be taking that same look if no. Ole Miss didn't into Chris Beard. And they would have hired him too. And if you want to creep, keep a Chris Beard – then you better have some infrastructure in place to get some excitement, get some money into the program. Because if not, he's shown he'll leave for other jobs, right? He went from Little Rock to UNLV. He was there for like two weeks and then went to Texas Tech. And then after a few years, he went to Texas. So he's not afraid to take a better job. And I'm not saying that I expect Chris Beard to be here five years, 10 years, anything along those lines. I don't expect that because it's still, football's always going to be king in Oxford unless he just does something amazing, which is always possible. Um, but if he he's not coming, if that investment is not being made to not only his staff, him, and then the NIL stuff that you're referring to here. So I imagine that that has to be a huge component or else we're not even having this conversation right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that contract too, to see kind of what, what they did to get him there. If I, if I had to guess, I mean, I mean, they're probably paying him well. You obviously got Kiffin making money. So Jimmy Sexton has, has had his way with Keith. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> this could get fun, man. So, But at the end of the day, you know what, though? Kudos to Keith for saying, you know what? Like I could tell you right now, Kiffin, Beard, and Keith are, are you couldn't have three different individuals, but like kudos to Keith for saying, you know what? Like it's about winning, baby. Al Davis said it a long time ago, just win, right? Just win. And, and it, it sucks to have that motto, but like you can say all you want about the character stuff, the issues. I mean, dude, listen, in sports, it's it, for everything that you've heard that that's happened, that's been reported. There's 50 other worse things out there going on. Like, come on, like it, it, it's sports or bottom line win. And that's just, it's sad that that's what this way it is. And that's, you know, that's, that's, you got to win. You got to win. So. Yeah. And, and, and frankly, in most sports, especially football I and mean, basketball and before long, probably football, Ole Miss is going to have to make these types of decisions to keep up with the Joneses in this conference. 
yep. right? It's not getting easier with powers like Oklahoma and Texas coming in. I don't care that, you know, Texas hasn't been great in football, but they're going to have more resources than God when they come into the conference, right? Speaking, so, of, speaking of Texas football, I don't want to go off subject here, but do you see where Arch Manning is, is competing? So they basically, the coach basically came out and said that Arch Manning and the other guys competing for the starting job. Now that's, you um, were, yeah. yeah, you were, um, I guess apparently he's looked really good you know, since he's been there. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he actually, I mean, if he, if he were to start, I think he may be a man, he may be a little better than everybody's giving him credit for. Yeah. If he's already at that point, then I agree with you, but, but real quick back to beard, you know, you know, yeah, it, I can't help but feel a little bit gross about how every I'm, I think I, I think the thing that I'm most upset about is how bad the program had gotten to the point where you have to make a decision like this. Once again, obviously, from a basketball perspective, this is a home run hire. But because the program was so in the dumps, that's where you have to make these types of decisions, right? You know, you don't have anybody that wants to come. Hell, even mid-major coaches don't want to come to Ole Miss because shit, that's going to kill my chance to get a better job at maybe my alma mater or a coach that I know I can be successful at, right? So it's kind of a, it sucks in a way that it got to this point. Granted, we may end up being happy because of the results that are, that are showing on court, on the court. But like I said, it's just, it just, it feels a little greasy. Like you said, just win baby. Um, and yeah. we're, we, we have no moral <laughs> high ground anymore at Ole Miss. That's for sure. There um, is no moral again, high ground in sports period. You're right. I don't you're care. Right. Even if you claim there is, there isn't, there isn't you're a moral right. high ground, man. Like it's, it's, it just is what it is, dude. Like uh, it, they can come out. Actually, that used to always be my favorite thing about the NFL and stuff is <laughs> people, you know, we're looking for good character guys. We're looking for, for this. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Like, well, why is it that, that this wide receiver that can run a four or three slap his wife and it go into the rug and then one dude who like literally gets a speeding ticket and he's an undrafted guy and he's he's cut yep. you know like come on dude like like let's not let's not play this like like you, you you're not you ain't cutting your good player off off character and stuff so um yeah man it's it is what it is dude that that's just, that's just where we're at and you know he's getting a fresh start so let's let, let, yep. let's let's give him his chance right like, who cares what happened in the past if he does great at Ole Miss and mm -hmm. is a he great let's yep. go Let's go, baby. Let's let's win some basketball again. So I'm gonna tell you right now, it's just like anything else. If Ole Miss, Ole Miss has a great arena, they have a great practice facility. It's a great campus. If Ole Miss invests money into basketball, the results will come, right? Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like that. There's been, you know, I just don't, I just don't feel like that's been the case over some odd years. And you know, hell, we can go out and buy five players if you put the money to it, right? Like, it's it's no different than any other schools. So we can turn this around quickly. Before before we leave the beard conversation, let me ask you this: Is there another SEC school that has a better main three head coaches with Lane Kiffin, Mike Bianco, Chris Beard? That'd be I, tough. I can't think. Maybe Tennessee, considering what Heupel did in football. Yeah. Obviously, got Rick Barnes, and then the, it's a that is a pretty nice top three you have there. Obviously, not everybody has won to the extent that your Georgia football, Alabama football, Kentucky basketball, but collectively those three, that's a pretty damn good resume for what those three have done. Yeah, we'll see. We gotta we gotta see if the Beard and Kiffin will, will have some good nights on the square. We're gonna have to have a have a watchdog for them. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure. I, I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of people that are keeping their eye out to make sure that everybody keeps their nose clean. Uh, sticking with basketball real quick. Hey, congratulations to the to Coach Yo and the women's team. For the second straight year, they're going to the big dance. They're going to be going to actually my neck of the woods. They'll be playing up in Stanford, uh, playing Gonzaga on Friday uh, on Stanford's campus. So uh, hell of a job for them. They're going to be playing on Friday. 
Uh, if they win, they get a chance to play uh, the top seed in their bracket, uh, Stanford. But, uh, but yeah, hell of a job. And once again, that program was hell worse than where the men's team, the, win, the men's program is right now. That program was hit with sanctions and everything due to academic yeah. issues and everything. So what she's done in just a short period of time is nothing short of incredible. So really awesome thing to to see and hear about. Uh, yeah, you see Gonzaga was the freaking um, like like 20, 20 something and four, and they're a damn nine seed. That's odd, but um, yeah, I think they, I think we start getting the strength of conference and uh, what the type of schedule they play because I don't know if how good the West Coast Conference is on uh, on the women's side. Obviously, on the men's side, you got Gonzaga, St. Mary's, but then again, it's still kind of top heavy. I would imagine that's the same on the women's side as well. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're ranked. I think they're maybe they're they're a they're a ranked team. You know, you mentioned their record, so it's not going to be an easy uh, an easy walk in the park for them. But once again, just continuing to continue make those steps and those strides, um, they're becoming one of the better programs in the SEC, which we didn't I didn't think would be possible five, six, seven years ago. Mm-mm. Um, now on the the men's side, obviously we talked about Ole Miss, but are you a bracket guy? Do you fill out a bracket every year for the NCAA tournament? Um, I used to. So, my, so my biggest thing was collecting those bottle caps. Remember, if anybody remembers back in the day, when you would go get a Coke and it would have a team underneath it. Oh, I, damn! Right? I forgot about that. And no joke, one year, one year, I got a freaking bottle cap that had Duke under it, and okay. I'll be damned. So, so if you won, if you had that bottle cap and you sent it in, you got a jersey. Okay. So I'll be damned if I didn't get Duke one year. And I, I, mean, I, I would go get those things trying to collect them when I was younger. Sure. Um, I'll be damned if I didn't get Duke one year and they won the thing, dude. And I had a freaking, I got, I sent it in and got the damn Duke jersey. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I follow it, but but probably not as much as I did when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, yeah, freaking, right. you're trying to collect them bottle caps to get those damn jerseys every year. But um, I, I probably, I may fill out a bracket. I don't know, but I, I'll, I'll follow along. I'll watch, I'll watch it once it gets past the first couple rounds. Yeah, the Thursday and Friday of the uh, of the first weekend of the tournament is probably the best. Now, for employers, definitely not because nobody's paying attention to what they should actually be doing work wise. But man, just sitting there plopping in front of that uh, that TV or your computer, following along, seeing the upsets as they happen. What's crazy is you know Alabama. They're the number one seed in the entire tournament. You know, obviously thought about as a football school for so long. Nate Oates has got it turned around um, on the basketball. Now, obviously, there's been some controversy on their end as well, if you've been following along with the Brandon Miller story. Um, A lot of debates happened about whether or not he should be even playing. Uh, If you haven't heard, there was an incident where another teammate, Darius Miles, and a friend of his got into an altercation involving uh, a firearm, which uh, was seemingly driven to them by Miller. Now, according to all of the police reports, he was not aware of what the gun was going to be used for. That I've even seen stories he didn't know the gun was in his backseat under a pile of clothes. That was the story that was that was said. But unfortunately, uh, a mother, a mother of a five-year-old lost her life. I think it, she was the, the girlfriend of the boyfriend that they were having some issues with in uh, one of the restaurants in Tuscaloosa. But the, the big argument has been, you know, we talk about that moral high ground. Um, the, the big argument has been, has, should Brandon Miller even be a- on answer the court? Me this. Answer me this, Chad. Yeah, this is an easy one. If Jonathan Hess had the same issue, would he still be on the sideline with his fire extinguisher? <laughs> well, I- I'm conflicted on this, right? I- I- the-, the police have said there's nothing we can charge him with. There's nothing that he did wrong. Right, because let me ask you this: in a a very Second Amendment state like Alabama, if somebody even called you and said, "Hey, can you bring me my gun? I'm worried about my safety." What jury is going to convict? 
Okay. Now, obviously, we don't we don't know what conversations had between Miller and his teammates, anything along those lines. We don't know we don't know what he did did or didn't know. But on the surface, when you look at the story, right, I could lie to you and say that hey, I've got somebody threatening me. Who's going to say that? Yeah, you can't. You're allowed to have your gun in that situation, and somebody just brought. And it wasn't Brandon Miller's gun. That was a big misconception in some of the stories that were coming out there. It was not his gun. It was somebody else's. So it wasn't registered to him because obviously, if you I give you my gun and you do something with it, I should be liable. Whether or not I, that would happen is another story. So if the police have said that there is nothing that they can convict him with, I can't see it. Now, granted, you're right. I understand your point. He's got more no. talent than anybody in college basketball. He's the best college basketball player in the nation. He's going to play. But he, I, don't, I, I can't say that he absolutely did something wrong, which would necessitate him having to sit out, if that makes yeah. sense. It kind of brings you to my other point. If you if you follow the John ja Morant story as well, yeah. which I don't know much, I don't know enough about the Alabama story. To I, I've only seen what's what's reported. I don't trust what's reported nowadays. It's just be just be completely honest. But like, you know, you're at college, you're one of the best players in the in the country. You're getting a great education. Mm-hmm. Same thing with John ja Morant. You made two hundred something million dollars. Like, get away from the bullcrap, right? Absolutely. Now we can get away from have it. like you are better in your life here. You should not even be involved in stuff like this. You should be worried about school ball. I mean, involved with guns and stuff. I mean, obviously, I don't know all the details of the story, but like, come on, come on, guys. Like, like this, this is ridiculous, man. Like, like, I mean, do, do you want to? Do you want to? You know, you you're, you're playing this. You're working. You're working your ass off to get to a certain point. You know, it just reminds me. Of, you know, I, I love Greg Hardy. Played with him. You know, I understood him a little bit better than most people. But same thing with Greg. You know, I mean, I, I love the guy, but I mean, he should have made 150 million dollars. He'd be sitting on a yacht right now somewhere in on on his own island, retired. He was leading the NFL in sacks, but you know, you 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 have to for whatever reason, you still feel like you have to do certain things that don't really coordinate with what your your actual goal or what you're working for. And you know, I mean, geez, man, like it's it's really it's sad. It's all, it's all it is is sad because because people are, are setting themselves up for generational wealth and, mm-hmm. and really you know make a difference in the community. And hell, I want to go, I want to go to strip clubs. I want to get you know have guns and. Yeah, dude, you don't need a gun. You have enough money to hire a security team. Like you, yep. you, you're, you're, you're chilling. You, you're stress free. Why do you want to go live like that? I don't effing know, but it's the most frustrating thing I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. The decision making about the company you keep is something that needs to be highlighted on when you're, um, when you're counseling these athletes and uh, and what they're gonna, st- what their steps are gonna be in the in their uh, in the professional levels because. A lot of them can be leeches, right? I mean, you you can probably speak to this far better than I can, but they see it as a meal ticket, right? And whether or not they're a good influence or not doesn't matter to them because they're along for the ride. And if you've got the money and I came from a background with very little money, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick with it and let you do whatever you want to and not tell you no because you're providing me with the fun that I've never got to have before, right? And so... Um, yeah, if you if anything can be dinged, it may be his judgment. Now, granted, it was his teammate, so I don't know what type of relationship they had before. But um, but yeah, like I said, I, I can't see a reason for him not to play. It's a terrible situation, obviously, for you know a, a mother passed away uh, being shot. Mm-hmm. Now they they've made some stupid. The, the University of Alabama has made some stupid uh, optic decisions, right? You know, uh, one of the one of the things that came out after this story. You know how in basketball, when they're doing the player, uh, you know, the lineups, they'll come out and they'll do like a series of handshakes or whatever. Well, the one that they did with Brandon Miller was like a, a pat down. Now, the argument that they made was they've been doing that before, and it was kind of like a TSA thing where you're cleared for takeoff type thing. But regardless, 
you got to read the room, folks. How can you not see that that's going to raise the ire of everybody that's already looking at you? You got to have. And, and NATO said that's not going to happen again. Jesus Christ, dude, that should have been that. You should have taken notice of that that they were doing that to begin with. So it absolutely isn't going to happen again if it was happening before the whole incident. So. Obviously, from a PR perspective, there have been a lot of mistakes that were made on that front. But like, if we get down to, down to the brass tacks of should he play or not, I can't see a reason why he shouldn't. So, yeah, that's the way I take it. But uh, real quick, do you have a, a favorite in the tournament? If you were going to pick someone to win it all, who do you like? It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. The past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his One Night at a Time tour to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit MorganWallen.com. That's MorganWallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. 
Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you like Alabama? Are you going to take Man, them? I'll tell you, I'll tell you I'm going to go back to this Duke thing, dude. Well, I watched, uh, watched the um, ACC championship the other night, and I just yep, love yep. I love Duke. So Duke's hot right now. They are hot. Got the um, Trapinski guy or whatever, he just is a baller. And then you got the coach who actually played there. So, like, Dyer. I'm lucky rooting for them. Now I doubt they. I doubt they win. I don't think they. They have what it takes to go all the way. But they are hot right now, dude. They won like eight in a row or something. Yeah. They, they played very well versus Virginia. That's who I'm rooting for. Okay, just as far as yeah, I like following Duke. I love Duke basketball. Um, but you know, I would. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's what I'm going for. I don't know who who, who do you got winning. I, you know, I, usually it's. I'm going to say it's going to be one of the one seeds, right? I don't think it's going to be Alabama. For some reason, I'm sure Kansas can win it again. They won it last year. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas won again. But if you're going to hold my feet to the fire, I'm going to say UCLA. I'll take UCLA. Uh, just I was just about to say that. So I, after that game, I watched UCLA Arizona, um, and UCLA is. They're, I think Arizona beat them on like a last second shot yeah. or something. But UCLA, they're, they're loaded. They're loaded, and Arizona's not bad either. Arizona's got the Larson kid and a couple others that are that are really impressive as well. Um, I will say this though, UCLA when they and they get rolling, they're gonna be tough to beat. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so that's basketball. Uh, let's talk baseball here in just a second. But before we do that, let's talk about Jeff Griffin with the Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. You can go to their group's website, StevensonGriffinGroup.BairdWealth.com, or give them a call at six six two eight four one nineteen hundred. Um, another good weekend for the baseball team. You know, they played uh, Purdue. Hell, they played ten games against Big Ten opponents. They went nine and one. They swept Purdue. Um, I don't know how good Purdue is in the in the Big Ten uh, realm, but wins are wins. I'm starting to get a little bit more concerned about the pitching situation. Yeah, uh, Hunter Elliott's supposed to be back sometime in April. It's starting to look like that that can't come soon enough. Uh, Doherty pitched okay early on Friday night, ended up giving up six runs. Sonia pitched okay, but it's still his walks are killing him. Now, Rivas pitched really well yesterday. Yeah, he did. Lock it up. They won 6-1, um, but – the pitching staff, some bullpen arms are coming out to look okay. Takoyan yeah. looks okay. I'll tell you where I am. I'll tell you where I am with it. You tell, me, you tell me if you agree. You tell me if you agree with the where I am. Okay, so I am all in on this baseball team. I think they're freaking awesome, right? Yep. But in the back, of, it's just like it's just like when Ole Miss was seven and zero, right? In football, okay. yep. Like you knew that you know that there's some issues there, but you really yep. want to ignore them because we're kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. But in your head, you're going, man. I looked at our schedule. Our first five SEC series. Not great. Oh, here's my question. Here's here's the honest question. You can you repeat this later on. Here's the honest question. Are we going to still be able to hit SEC pitching the way we right. are while giving up this many runs? That's going to be the difference. You know, and that's that that's that's in my head. I know. I mean, we're probably, you know, we're 13 and two, almost going to be 14 and two going to maybe 15. Yeah, 14 and two, maybe 15 and two, probably after this this week going to the SEC play, which is close to that 16 and one, you know, that when the season got canceled. So we're, we're pretty much right there with another chance at it. Offense, unbelievable. I think it's one of the best offense Ole Miss ever had. 
Dude, Kemp Alderman, he hit Kemp, 118 miles an hour on Saturday. Kemp's on some other shit. He's on he's on some good old Mississippi like that's some straight meat and potatoes right there. That 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 is unbelievable watching that kid hit. He's he's hitting them off the end of the bat and going you know 113 oppo just over the wall off the end of the bat. Yeah. So I, I will say this though, my in the back of my head now, it, it, what's keeping me from getting extremely excited? And I think Hunter Elliott returning would help. It would, absolutely. Big time, big time, and hopefully, hopefully that issue's gone. And maybe if we can get Maddox back at some point, I don't know. I mean, I know he's he's rehabbing all that. Um, I am concerned though. When we get an SEC and we're facing these dogs every night that can pitch, can we get? You know, can we can we keep up? You know, I, I don't know, and we'll we'll see. We're we're about to find out quick. We're about to we're about to f around to find out quick. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, we're headed to Nashville this weekend. I think we, I think it's a Thursday, Thursday night start, so it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Vanderbilt. Now Vanderbilt is not the same power that they've been, but Vanderbilt can always pitch it, and that's going to kind of lead into what you're saying. There is, we're going to find out real quick how good this offense really is, right? Because you know one of the worst offensive performances we had this year was that Friday night game against Maryland when they came to Oxford and we faced a really good pitcher, sinkerballer. Um, so. You know, there's at least some precedent, very small, because the offense has been unbelievable this year. Yeah. But, you know, good pitching shuts down good hitting. And we're going to see real quick, like you're saying, how good this offense has really been. But to your point, man, the transfers have been incredible. Some of the freshmen have been incredible. Gonzalez has been good. Harris, I mean, everybody's contributing, which is crazy to say. Yeah. You can argue that Leger has been probably the weakest, and he's still been pretty good uh, at uh, at the plate. But, yeah, um, I'm really worried about the freshmen in the bullpen, which it's going to be good for future seasons. But for the right now, having to rely on freshmen to get key innings in SEC competition is usually not a recipe for success. Thankfully, they've been baptized a little bit by fire. More fire is on the way if they can't figure things out because you've got Vanderbilt and then you've got Florida coming to town. Both of them have had exceptionally good starts to the season. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, we've got – uh, I want to say Arkansas, LSU, State, maybe in that three. So, yeah, the, it, it tapers off a little bit towards the end when you start getting into – I mean, they're still going to be good teams, but your Georgias, your Alabamas, who are not as good – I think Alabama's actually been better this year, but still, the point stands. These, yeah. first five, these first five series are really going to let us know we might have been ca- we might have been buying those tickets to Omaha a little prematurely because we've still got some things to figure out, especially on the pitching front. Yeah, so it reminds me a little bit of that Arizona team that was real good that that beat us to go to Omaha. Yeah, um, they could hit real well, but really didn't pitch it all. I mean, I, maybe we are that team. I don't know, um, but but we shall see. I, I, w- I will tell you this: we are um, you know right now we're currently the Big Ten champ. So yeah, we um, really are. There, there's a chance we're going to have more Big Ten wins than, than half of their half their conference this year. So um, that that was fun, but I, I'm afraid that that Big Ten pitching is nothing like what we're about to see. No, it should ramp up really quick, and it'll be fun to see how they do in Nashville this weekend. So, so yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Um, you know, transitioning now, you know, we've kind of covered a lot of the Ole Miss stuff. Um, let's talk a little football. Your Bears, we talked about it in some previous weeks. Dude, you're, they did it, right? They moved out of the number one spot. Now, I know that you, were, I know that you wanted to move away from Justin Fields, but they got him another weapon. DJ Moore, Claypool. Those, and then you got Cole Commit at as your tight end. Those are some pretty good pass catchers. It kind of goes to the, now the point of if he can't do it with these weapons we're putting in front of him, then it will be easier to move on from him, right? Yeah, 
Um, it's kind of like an army tank, you know, that army tanks driving, you got all the gunners sitting around it and the one driving that can't damn steer. He's just, he's <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I text some of my Chicago buddies and just tell them, Hey, like, it doesn't matter who we bring in. Like you still gotta be a throw it to him. Right. Like, I mean, and the kid, I mean, I like Justin Fields. He's a, he's a good kid, but like, He's a running. He looks like a running back playing quarterback. I mean, he's gonna get. He's gonna get blasted. That, that just doesn't survive long. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. He gets hurt all the time. Like the running quarterback, dude. They just get hit too hard, and the guys are just too fast in the NFL to survive on that. Now, now it helps if you can throw, obviously. But I just, but, man, I gotta but, see. Him, I, I, I gotta see him progress as a passer before I'm, you know, all in on it. Maybe the Bears are the right thing because because it, it doesn't matter, right? Like they they got enough capital to where next year they could probably you know get a quarterback that that's available as well so right you've got Caleb um Caleb Williams from USC that's going to be coming out so that could be a, because you know that Carolina is not going to be playing whoever they take uh probably uh you know either it's going to be Stroud or um get from Alabama His name's escaping me what, but what, does that, what does that say for Matt Corral though like what I mean well, you got to think he's going to be the starter right because I wouldn't imagine they're going to throw um, they're going to throw their newbie out there. Now, granted, Corral's kind of a newbie too because he has no experience. So yeah. that probably means that the, the first round pick that they got for next year is going to be top ten as well. Um, so they can make that luxury of hey, maybe we can kind of wait and see. But also, let me ask you this: How good was the offensive line that Justin Fields had last year? Right now, they can inv- now they can they can invest in that because they don't have to go after a quarterback. They got a num- the number nine pick. They got so many future first. Yeah. Maybe they can invest in that offensive line to really make sure that we're evaluating how good Justin Fields is, and then we can start evaluating the defense because the defense was even worse. I mean, yeah. they think they were allowing twenty nine points per game last year. Yeah, well, they got um, you know as far as O line goes, they were they weren't they weren't great, but they 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 ran the ball well, so. You know, that I think they've missed on a couple guys. Um, they had a few of their later picks in their plan, but they just, um, man, you can, you need that. They definitely need a, definitely need to get a better line, but man, they, they started depleting their whole team. You know, their defense, they start selling all their guys away. So they have a ton of assets, but that really doesn't mean anything unless the person, you know, sure. picking and, and buying is, is doing the right thing. So, you know, um, it, it makes polls where he's hey, he's got to perform here, right? He's got a ton of ton of ton of money to spend, a ton of ton of assets to pick, and man, you just hope it hope it works out the right way, or you are freaking. I mean, you're toast. I personally would have liked to seen them go Bryce Young, um, but you know that's just that's just me. I, th- I think he's I think he's going to be a pretty good passer in the NFL. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Now, uh, you know, my Dolphins. I don't know if you saw what they did yesterday, but they picked up Jalen Ramsey for a third round pick and a, a backup tight end Hunter Long uh, as the Rams continue to try to shed assets to get to where they're able to to compete once again. Yeah. It's, the Dolphins are going all in it looks like, right? Um, they picked up the fifth year option on Tua. They uh, they obviously picked up um, Jalen Ramsey who's now going to be on the other side of Xavier uh, Howard. Uh, you know, give me another linebacker. Uh, we got Vic Fangio as you were there with Fangio, weren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. So, so Vic, Vic Fangio, I did not. He, he went to the Dolphins. I did not realize he went to the yes, Dolphins. Yes, he went to the Dolphins. Well, congrats to Vic for getting near really good golf courses because I do golf more than anybody I know. <laughs> but I will tell you this: that year, so I love Matt Nagy, great guy, unbelievable guy. But that year we went 12 and four was equally, you know, Vic Fangio. He's the he is the best defense. Him and Todd Bowles are are, are tight, um, you know, tied for my best defense corner in the NFL. But Man, Vic Fangio, he is unbelievable. Like, like the Dolphins' defense will be savage with him there. Yeah, 
I'm like, and, and I'm glad glad they got it. He 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 requires good corners. He he definitely requires good good corners in his defense. But his scheme is man, it's simple, but it's very very sound. There's a very sound defense, and for whatever reason, man, it creates a ton of turnovers and a ton of sacks. And that, that year in Chicago was because of him. Our offense was ranked 21st in the league. Khalil Mack was yeah, just 12 and four. Beast yep, and that defense, man. Oof, yeah. Yep. So yeah, so I'm excited about that. It, it should be pretty interesting to uh, to see there. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, let's let's hear from one more sponsor. You know, Brad and Chad Show. Also, you brought to you by uh, you know Nest and Wild mattresses created by Southern Craftsmen, powered by decades of experience, passion for improving your quality of sleep, backed up by a 99 night guarantee. They'll help you sleep easy and made locally in Tupelo, Mississippi. You can find them on Amazon or nestandwild.com. Um, I do have one more thing that I want to ask you regarding the NFL. What's your take on Aaron Rodgers? Not just where he's going, but, man, it, it feels like the Brett Favre situation all over again in Green Bay. Right? Yeah. As much crap as Brett Favre got, it feels like the exact same thing. Aaron Rodgers is doing the – will he or won't? He's doing these four-day four dark room hiatuses, smoking ayahuasca or whatever to figure out what the this hell he dude, wants to do with his life. He's a, claim, he's a prime example of one of those dudes who got so rich he became lost in the sauce. Like <laughs> – I mean, dude, it ain't even the same human being he was, uh, you know, four or five years ago. And it's just weird. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because they're in the spotlight this long, um, you know, and this happens with a lot of athletes, right? Like, like they just get weird. They get rich and weird. They get extremely rich like him and get really weird and feel like they have to be a certain way. And, like, I mean, now this is just like a, a – I mean, I was listening to him talk the other day on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm like, "What? The, this dude ain't even the same guy." Like, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I actually, actually think that um, that he's, you know, he's he's an unbelievable quarterback. I know Larry Fitzgerald used to tell me all the time when he would go to the Pro Bowl, Aaron Rodgers was the most accurate quarterback he's ever been around. Um, just would like put the ball on the money, like on spots that, they, that he couldn't believe. So I've always been a big fan of his, and, and I hate that guys like that, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the, the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees is like, that was kind of Peyton Manning. That's kind of what we grew up watching. Those were yeah, kind of like yeah. fizzling out. But, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is on some other shit, man. Like, he, he's just a weird dude now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, hopefully, I mean, I definitely, I think he still has some some good ball left in him. He just needs to change, change the scenery, right? Like, Green yeah, yeah. Bay is, um, I just want to see him with a whole new, whole new change. It's it kind of like, like Jets. Right it feels yeah. like Jets. It feels like that's where he's going to end up, right? The yeah, Jets he, are desperate. Which he would be, I think that move will be more for his career than it would be actually the Jets. You know, being in New York, he goes there and has some success. It's just like LeBron in, in LA. Like, yep, it hasn't yep. been all that great for him out there, but I'm sure from an off the court standpoint, Exposure, it's been yeah, great yeah. for him. Whereas Aaron Rodgers in New York, I mean, it's going to create a freaking a nutso buzz there for him. You know, so he's only, he's been doing all this in Green Bay. Where, I mean, when you go play Green Bay, you go stay in Appleton, Wisconsin at this little Red Lion Inn. It's the worst hotel ever, and there's like nothing there. You go pull up on the stadium in the middle of a neighborhood. So he's been he's been a superstar at a at a um, you know a smaller market, so to speak. And dude, New York would be a great great fit for him. Yeah, uh, I think the, the the league season opens up on Wednesday, so you're going to start seeing a lot of free agents moving all over the place. Uh, I saw where Laramie Tunsil was potentially going to get traded to the Chiefs or something like that too. That would be oh, that'd be awesome. I saw where your guy Matt Nagy is now the offensive coordinator with the enemy going to Washington now. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's well, it makes it makes sense, man. You could put you could put anybody there. Um, with Andy Andy Reid's the man. I mean, he 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 runs the whole thing, and um, you know, every coordinator that's been there with him. I mean, they, Andy is. And this is, that's a title in my, in my mind. It's a title and a pay pay raise. That they, they love they love Coach Nagy. I mean, the whole story of how Nagy was found is insane. I mean, it was it was Andy Reid who found him. He was he was sitting in model homes 
selling, really? you know, you walk into like a model home. He was yeah. sitting in a model home selling homes. This was like 10, 12 years ago too. This was crazy. And he was a quarterback. Um, they invited him to the training camp and he went, went there. It was like a backup quarterback or something. I think it was the Eagles. He ended up leaving, going home. And then when he came back, they, um, yeah, basically, Andy Reid just called him randomly. He's sitting in his model home. He used to tell a story all the time. He's sitting in his model home, giving us my tour. Andy Reid called. Andy Reid calls him. He's like, "Hey, you want to come? You, know, you want to come be a coach for the Eagles?" He's like, "Yeah." So in that, I think it took him like six years. He was there for like six years, maybe even I don't know. I'm probably wrong on some of these numbers, but um, he was a head coach in like six or seven years. So his he's an Andy Reid's like like son almost. You know, I mean, Andy Reid kind of found him, and it's a it's a neat um, his story is actually really neat how he became a head coach so fast. And um, you know, he's probably he probably was was a little early for him. But hell, he did. He did fine. I mean, he just he didn't 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 nail some of the draft picks, and he didn't you know didn't produce on offense. So he's a great guy, though. I mean, they're they're in a guy that you would rather hang out with than him. I mean, he is a freaking cool ass dude. I wonder if uh, if they uh, obviously they're still going to have more success because anytime you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, yeah. you know, you're going to see success. I wonder if that's going to if he's going to have to move off like Enemy did to Washington, where he's also the offensive coordinator before you start seeing that. Okay, it's not just Andy Reid. I'm really fascinated to see how yeah. the enemy does in Washington because it has been peculiar that he hasn't even gotten a head coaching job after what's been going on with Patrick Mahomes. So I wonder if that's going to – obviously that's going to give uh, Nagy a nice little pay bump being up to an offensive coordinator, yeah. but I wonder if he's going to have to do the same thing before he – Well, that's a, tough, that's a tough spot to be in, right? Like like you become a head coach, you do decent for the first couple of years in Chicago, mm -hmm. you make a pot of money, you make 24 or whatever. I think you made probably $30 bucks somewhere in there. And then all of a sudden things go bad and you're still 40. I mean, I, I guess Matt Nagy's in his early 40s maybe, oh, maybe so. mid. So now you can coach for the next 30 years or – do you, you know, do you start over and, you know, do you have to go back all the way through the process, right? You had to come in be a quarterback's coach or whatever. And like, you know, maybe it takes him another 10 years to get a head coaching gig. But at that point, it's kind of like, man, do you, would you just be satisfied? You've already made your 30 million bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. go make 1.5 or 1.8 and be the quarterback's coach or the offensive coordinator and under an Andy Reid. I mean, dude, you're, he's already set, right? I mean, I'm sure his goal, I know how competitive he is. I'm sure his goal is to be a head coach again, but you know, he's in a great situation. I mean, he's, he's on a good team, you know, working with, with a specialized group with a great player. Like, dude, he's set. I mean, this dude's, he's, he's good to go. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, so yeah, we'll keep, uh, you know, we'll keep talking about NFL as the off season continues, but we'll also keep you up to date on what's going on with the Ole Miss basketball team right now that the transfer portal is going to open up on that front. We should have some good news on what Chris Beard's doing, what kind of uh, assistant coaches he's going to be bringing in. So stick with us, right? Like and subscribe wherever you get the Brad and Chad show, whether it's YouTube, um, you know, Spotify, Apple podcast, right? Also comment, let us know what you want to hear about. Give us some feedback. If you think I'm full of shit regarding my Chris Beard takes, I'd love to hear about it uh, because you wouldn't be the first person or the last person to tell me that. Uh, so yeah, so like and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors, Blue Delta Jeans, uh, Nest and Wild Mattresses, Jeff Griffin with the Stevenson Griffin Group. Thank you again. Bradley, have a good week. Hotty toddy, my man. Yes, Chad. Howdy, Toddy. Thanks for listening to the Brad and Chad Show. Follow the boys on social media for more content. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been an OM Network production brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, 
demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.